It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. Uh, <laughs> not even slightly like, like it. I could tell so from. Wrong. I could tell from early on you were going to do it. What is it again? It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light, it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. It was the new vague review of books. Good stuff. Welcome back, dear listeners. Um, As always, we're here to talk shit about books and helping us achieve that aim. We have round the table with me... Julian. Esme. Tom. Good stuff. And I'm Jordan. So... Who's read anything since the last podcast? Mm. <laughs> I have. Esme, we're looking to you to sort, sort us out here. Since the last podcast, I have read a grand total of four books. That's insane. That, that is really I'm quite proud well, of hang that. On. You did miss, miss an ep. I'm or... looking at my Goodreads right now of books read. Okay, what have you got? And, what you, and, lessons... and what's your star rating? Breathing Lessons by Anne Tyler. Okay. Didn't rate it. Ooh. <clears throat> Eileen by Tessa Moshfeg, five stars. That was that was one of the Booker Prize ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. in the shortlist. It was great. I recommend it to everyone. It's very scary, very dark, slightly untoward, but it's good. Uh, the Versions of Us by Laura Bennett, three stars. Tacky. There's something sad about three starring a book on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Admitting I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. Did you finish it? It was a three star, but you finished it. Three star, it. finished it, read it in six days, I can oh, tell right. you that. Um, what is Goodreads? Oh, wow. Uh, oh, dude, you're really showing them behind the curtain. <laughs> you don't know. No. Goodreads is a like social media site for reviewing books and logging books you're reading, logging books you want to read, and getting recommendations. And you can read people's book reviews. Oh, okay. And it's Wait, not- hang on. Are you all just on this? And I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. We're all friends on it. I so know like, what Freddie, producer Freddie's reading. Oh, if, if he finishes something, God. I just get a notification being like, Freddie's just finished whatever book and stuff. And what star rating so he gave it. This explains so many conversations yeah. in pubs that I felt left. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're not friends with you. You'll be pleased to know that I'm not on it at all. <laughs> you do have it, though. I generally think it still has me down as reading Infinite Jest as in unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got one other book I've finished. The Story of My Teeth, a novel in six instalments. Uh, was that a book a prize book no oh. it was just a, it's by a Mexican author but it had another thing where it had a kind of cover that misled you to what it was yeah but it had um, a book cover had a book. it had a book cover it kind of looked like young adult fiction book cover a bit Harry Pottery a bit magician-y like not quite sure fake frayed edges of paper oh, on the yeah. cover but you open it love doing it's that. all about modern art Oliver Eliasson is spoken about it's got a man who has like a random person's teeth I didn't even know what was going on when I was reading it a, a good read three stars three stars okay. nice okay so now normally we'd, uh, we'd kick things off by doing our much celebrated quick fire Q&A um, segment where we interrogate one of our panellists however today Freddie's mixed that up and he's produced a special activity for us um, yeah that is absolutely right uh, producer Fred has pre-briefed me five minutes before this started uh, so what we've actually got is the exact thing that you just described but it's a quick fire Q&A but you have to answer it oh my god oh no we're going to subject you to the your plot thickens <laughs> okay alright so fiction or non-fiction fiction short stories or novellas short stories Dr Zeus or Roald Dahl Roald Dahl 
very serious here, listeners. I know, right? I feel like I'm on a quiz show. Yeah. I think, <laughs> well, so far, you're three for three, folks, so well done. How much do I win? thousand? Yeah. Also, cool. Jordan has been on a quiz show. No, I know. Like, I am what a quiz, quiz show extraordinaire. But listeners, he's looking deeply into the table. <laughs> Just all concentration, looking down. John Steinbeck or John Green? Steinbeck. I, I do. I like both of them. John Green. John Green, very fun. But Steinbeck is, you know, just one of the greatest authors. So you can't can't mess with that. Okay, that's. I've heard of Steinbeck as well. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Biography or autobiography? Um, biography. Charlotte's Web or Sophie's Choice? Don't know either. Sophie's Choice. Tolstoy or Toy Story? Ooh, Tolstoy. <laughs> Name a book you couldn't finish. Um, Infinite Jest. Name a book by John Grisham. The the Whistler, which is a new one. Okay. That's exciting if it's a complete guess. Uh, name a book that scared you. Um, Infinite Jest. The first few pages. Terrifying few pages. Name a book you can find in every single charity shop ever. Um, oh, like whatever the latest think, thriller is. Like I, The Girl on the Train. I bet that would be in everywhere, wouldn't it? I think yeah, you'd find a, like a war and peace. Oh, no, like, because no one wants I to buy it. Actually some classics, I think. Yeah, yeah like, oh, you, oh, Wuthering Heights. Nice. Yeah, something that's clearly terrible. But no, you're it's going to be like the charity, like... <laughs> Comic Relief Recipe Book. Oh, yeah. There's always lots of crap. From 1999. Books in there, yeah. It's very specific. Okay. Uh, true or false? You get poetry. True. They Ooh. catch Moby Dick in the end. Um, yes. Um, oh, true. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Long time I like read that. Moby Dick. Uh, wrote an essay on it at university <laughs> without finishing it. But, yeah, correct. <laughs> um, is overrated. False. You're putting your English degree to good use. God, definitely false. Okay. Finish these sentences. If you were a character in this dark materials, your spirit animal would be? Um, a snow tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that was so quick. I don't think that exists, does it? So leopard, is it? Snow, snow tiger. tiger. There's, yeah. a, there's a Siberian tiger, I think. <laughs> which is a, a white tiger, a white tiger with black stripes. <laughs> Fine. Uh, <laughs> you remember our web address is? NewVagueReviewOfBooks.com .co.uk <laughs> 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 Try that again. Um, okay. Uh, NewVagueReviewOfBooks.co.uk and check out the website for all the episodes plus extra delectable nuggets like photos of Julian in a bed. Um, uh, that, was, that was seamless. Listeners. I was, in, <laughs> I was in the bed and I was reading Gone Girl. Oh, were you? Which I've read about 60 pages of. Is she gone yet? Just gone. Oh, wow. But so far, um, nothing's happened apart from that she's gone. Really? Yeah. Although that is a big part going. of it. But is that because <laughs> the other part is just that she's a girl. Yeah, exactly. But is that because you're sort of snoozing as you're reading? I don't think you're taking it in, are you? I reckon I'm reading about three or four pages a night. <laughs> before it all gets too much, I have to go to sleep. And, and listeners, you can you can see this in action on the site, Julian in in the fabled bed with the book. Um, but as much fun as that is, it's now time for our usual book review segment, um, world famous segment where we judge a handful of new releases based purely on their covers. It's the new vague review of books, vague reviews of new books. Whee! Yay. Could that be a jingle? Could we make that a jingle? Is anyone Is musically talented? It? I'm not going to. Oh, you no. nearly went for it, yeah. didn't you? I saw your face kind of light up a little bit. I think producer Freddie could turn it into a jingle. I don't think we have that kind of talent. Okay, well, I'm expecting Freddie to, to, you know. You're going to have to add a lot of auto. Drop that in. Um, all right, so I'm going to hand out a couple of... Uh, a couple of the covers that we've got around. I don't want them, these ones. I want those ones. Any of them take your fancy. Nice. Jules, can I try it? Yeah. Excellent. I'm keeping this one then. Okay. Oh, you've lost right. that one. Oh. Start with the one, Julian, that you've uh, you've kept. It's cool. What have you got? I'll describe the cover, listeners. It's Zayn Malik looking very moody oh, and with an enormous Z, presumably for Zayn. Or Zorro. 
Exactly, Joel. Yeah. So, so, so Zane being X One Direction, you know, not fighting oh, yeah, man, he, but you know, Zane opens up with his collection of thoughts, inspiration, and never before seen personal photographs. Ooh. But if we're reviewing the covers, this is a powerful cover. The Z is enormous. <laughs> and Most Zane is like, Zane, start with the picture of Zane Malik, right, but the Z is enormous. They've really gone bold. Graphic designer there. <laughs> they've gone bold with the typography, and I'm liking it. And Zane just looks fab. So I'm. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for this one. What kind of expression has he got? Why is he so fab? He's, he's sort of looking deep into your soul, isn't he? Oh, is it? Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a pout going on with his lips, though, isn't there? You know, very... I mean, you want to think that your Gigi had did and that he is staring at you lustfully. Like, that is what you want, really. I don't know, sure. Do, do you think this is... Is this a uh, sort of deep and melancholic short story collection? It's definitely going to be the most useless book as well. <laughs> the fact that they put never before seen photos in the first sentence <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the so second... little useful content <laughs> yeah, in that exactly. book. Well, I think it might be quite emotional because it's going to be all about like his leaving of the band why he left no, I don't think he's his even Twitter a... feuds like, it's going to be quite interesting oh, like, I reckon like, it's more I'm thinking like, it yeah, could be more like an art book like his take on he's going to try and do something quite arty with it do you think it's like a coffee table book yeah I reckon it's a hardback <laughs> I'd love a Zane Malik coffee table I reckon table it's a hardback and it'll be a sort of small Polaroid kind of just just off centre in the centre of the page a sort of a trailer <laughs> or something okay hang on oh, it's literally Zane Malik <laughs> with a big Z <laughs> I would not say no to this as a Christmas present oh, oh, S, can, I, can, I, can I tempt you with this it's gorgeously designed with hundreds of full colour photographs <laughs> I mean, there's not much to read, is there? <laughs> it's an expensive Google image search. <laughs> a lot of Zane's notes, drawings, song lyrics and personal stories. Well, um, those personal stories, they sound good. Oh, I do like the idea of like, scanned in pieces of like lined A4 paper with a bit of biro scribble. Speaking, yes. of, speaking of the graphic designer, I can, I can imagine the designer who did this just having an absolutely great time. <laughs> just sort of sat in the meeting, like, check it out, and it's just like... Zane Zs and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the room is just loving it you know? is that what you do though it's magic <laughs> <laughs> is that the inside to do is that who you want to be yeah so I just sit there and sort of look sad at the floor going, oh it's just drawing sausages or whatever yeah. <laughs> Has anyone got any real books in front of them? Uh, actually, no. What, what have you got, Tom? <laughs> I've got Jeffrey Archer's new novel. Oh, okay. Um, it's a number one bestseller. They, they all are, aren't they? That's like his thing. Yes. Everything he does is a number one bestseller. Yeah, and I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, okay, so the cover of this is called This Was a Man, and it looks like one of those terrible paintings you'd find in, like, a, your grand's house. As in, it's just yeah. an English countryside sort of an English estate thing and then it's a guy walking towards the country house and it just looks so boring. Yeah. And I don't understand why it's the number one bestseller. And it also says the final volume of the Clifton Chronicles as if that's a thing. I don't know what those chronicles are. <laughs> no, never heard of that. Things I fear it might be a thing and we just don't know. It's a world we don't know about. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I think. It must be like there's, there's a group of like 300,000 middle class British people who are buying this every single time and putting it on their bookshelf. Oh, they're waiting for it to come into the library. And he, Do you feel like this is a, like, a popular library book? Yeah, I this think is, this is... This is yeah. in libraries all over the country. Yeah, this is a library book all over. I think it's quite fat. And is Geoffrey Archer the lead character from The Archers? To my knowledge, he is. Yes, okay. <laughs> worst. No, he... Actually, weirdly, he's not that. He's everything that's wrong with society. <laughs> he is an MP. He went to prison and just made some excellent career basically because he was a posh story. But that's what his books are about as well. They're about kind of like backstabbing politicians in sort of 
Whitehall and Britain, aren't they? That's, they're all about that kind of world of you know people selling secrets and spies and Whitehall God, servants. You and are things. so like, right. That is so boring. But has anyone read any Jeffrey Archer before? Because I feel like I should read some. People love it. Who's going to take away that action from oh, the meeting God. to go and read a, a Jeffrey Archer? I will. Oh, uh, like, will you actually? Which one though? It's been reading about fifteen minutes. Maybe fir- what about the first, the first of the Clifton Chronicles? In the, okay. Yeah, that's okay. the best one I hear. As a commitment okay. to the listener. I'll do that. Wow, that's a um, commitment. Ez, what have you got over there? The Little Book of Hugger, The Danish Way to Live Well. By Is it appropriate for you, Meek I think? Viking. Nice. I don't oh. know if that's how you pronounce their name. It's uh, Mike Viking. <laughs> <laughs> and what, 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 what does the cover look like? Uh, it's cream with like little illustrations of teacups and teapots and birds, and it kind of looks like a cup. It's all the sort of illustrations you'd see printed on a cup you'd give your aunt for Christmas. Does um, it make you want to buy the book? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some outside knowledge here, which I don't know if that's allowed. I, I read like a Sunday Times piece, um, which was ostensibly just about living in a... Wait, is it Danish? Is it's Hugger. Hugger. Do you know about Hugger? Yeah, so I didn't know about Hugger, and it was ah. ostensibly about that, but I think it was just plugging the book. And it was actually really, really interesting. There's quite a few books about Hugger. Well, this is what I was going to say. Oh, I, I thought, think I thought that it was there's... pronounced Heij. <laughs> <laughs> I've been no. pronouncing it Heij this whole it's time. Hugger. And Hugger is a whole idea of, like, you know, getting cosy. It's dark and cold and blustery outside, but it's warm and it's, like... Well, it has an ice. Nice. Sorry, this is that is... Our cats. The cat seems to be... Furry panellists. Who seems to really enjoy Hugger. Rudy loves Hugger. Oh, really? Anyway. <laughs> okay, so is that what Hugger is? So Hugger, yeah, it's a whole idea, but you're so warm inside. So I didn't inside. read a Sunday Times piece about this. <laughs> <laughs> I read a Sunday Times piece about how Danish people do a lot of hobbies, and I thought that... But, that... I think that all comes into Hugger. Is that part of it? Just like yeah. Danish life, lovely Danish lifestyle. But, but, but it's, got, it's, it's one of those things that's like, doesn't have a direct translation into English. Yeah. So it's meant, so like a feeling. It's like a lifestyle thing where you yeah. basically do hobbies, go out, be a good person in the way that none of us really are. But, but it's like a coziness thing. Okay. It's something so you're with friends and... You're with friends and the candles are on and... Wow. You oh, know, there's a candle on here. Are we doing but we're not good right now? <laughs> no. And like you, you're cozy up with oh. a blanket or, yeah, you're, and you're making special types of food. But the thing is, there's been loads about Hugger in the press and there are other books about Hugger that I want to look at more. Because I've this. seen the front covers of the other books... And the other book I'm thinking of has a lovely like linen bed on it oh, that yeah. looks really inviting. And because like, this doesn't look for me, this cover doesn't look like Hugger. It, it doesn't. looks like no. nice Scandi design, or you know, like sort of print. Yeah. But it doesn't look cosy and inviting. Whereas so, the front cover of the other yeah. one has a, a beautifully made king size bed with like lovely linen duvet covers and pillows everywhere right. and a fire burning in the corner. Let's all do Hugger. So, Sounds great. Let's lose it then. Let's lose this book, but do Hugger. That's the conclusion, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, I've got one here that I feel like we might all enjoy talking about because it's um, it's our old friend Zadie Smith and she's back with her new novel Swing Time and the cover is it's kind of like a mustard yellow background and a red and black sort of mixed font. It's um, one of the ones where they've just been like we've got to do something for the cover. Zadie Smith's books are always like this they just have Yeah. I think Actually, that looks nice I want to read it that look from quite the cool. cover. The cover for White Teeth is quite cool as well. I quite like that cover. Yeah I like I it. It's good. The cover to White Teeth if it's the one that like is the more well known cover. It's quite different to this though. Doesn't the cover to White Teeth have like a, a sort of photo on? I can't remember. No, <laughs> I sort of it's like brightly coloured. It's like pink and oh, okay. lime yeah, green. Like a collage thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this looks quite nice. And swing time. Presumably, it's about swing dancing. Yeah. Um, Sadie Smith on swing dancing. 
Is it collecting your essays? <laughs> I do want to read that one. But I had a sad Zadie Smith thing happen to me this week. In the, um, the girl at work asked me for a book recommendation. And at work we have a little library with books on. And I was like, oh, well, you don't want to take some of the more like work-focused body image or feminism-y type titles. And I was like, oh, look, we've got NW by Zadie Smith there. She's like, okay, cool. Picked it up. Said she managed two pages and hated it. No, you've got it. to give it more than two but pages. back onto the yeah, shelf. Didn't like the way she wrote. Is this? Uh, this might start a whole separate conversation. But I was once told that you have to read. Actually, it was. I was told this by producer Freddie's dad <laughs> that you have to read uh, thirty pages of a book before. Oh, I've heard more than that. Oh, 50. Oh, Freddie is gesticulating wildly that it is in fact 50 pages of a book. That regardless of the length of the book. So even if the book is like 60 pages, you yeah. have to read yeah, 50 pages. And if you read 49, you'll love it. You've got to put it down. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I, th- I swear it was 30. I've been living that wrong. I, 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 I've read 100 before. <laughs> what? what? Of, of, of any, one book ever. Of book. I wasn't saying you have to read 50 and then stop. <laughs> This isn't a competition about no, so how many pages we've read in our life. <laughs> <laughs> Except you explain yourself. Sorry, what I mean is I've read on the internet or in some article oh, that like 100 oh, pages right. was the barrier. Yeah, yeah, okay. But okay. then it's not like someone's just made up 30 or 50 or 100. <laughs> no, no, just, no, no. I think it should be a percentage anyway. It should be more than two. Anyway, Zadie Smith also gone as a kind of fine looks quite nice has anyone got any others that look quite interesting they want to bring up uh, what have we got here I've got one called The Power by Naomi Alderman it's a big handprint kind of like a you say it's a bloody handprint it's a red handprint as if you sort of dipped your hand in blood <laughs> <laughs> or red paint and then what's that roots slash nerves over it veins do you think it's veins yeah I, I, it's um, like nerve endings it's like a I don't want to read it there was a weird like. Why not? The Why more not? I'm doing this, Freddie, I'm getting sick to death of book covers because the more I look at them, <laughs> they're just all useless, aren't they? <laughs> As in, you can't judge a book by its cover. You literally can't. <laughs> I'm done with this now. It's time for today's big question. Taking inspiration from certain recent events, our topic of the episode is: Can bad people write good books? Um, listeners, just so you're aware, the recent events, I don't know when this is going to get released, but it, it's Trump, which has happened today, and I feel like we're not going to let it overshadow today's proceedings. No. We haven't so far. It's Trump. been a good ep so far. <laughs> did, but... did you just make a trumping <laughs> a Trump noise. That's a little, you made an actual Trump noise. Um, more people should do Trump noises, shouldn't they? It will make it more bearable. Anyway, um, let's move on. Let's move on. So let's talk about bad people in an unrelated note, writing good books. So how much does it even matter who the author of the book is, really? Like, are, you, are you even aware of who the author of a book is when you're reading it, or do you just forget it and just, you know, are you just getting into the story? Uh, I think it depends. Mm, I don't know. It depends. Like, you wouldn't... Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this was such a great in- intro to this segment. I'm so excited because you, you latched onto the question almost instantly. And I was no, because like, what I usually do is got something. Do you know what I thought? So usually if I read a book, I, I know quite a lot about the book and the author beforehand. Like I, I pick it up for a reason. Mm. And then I just think, and I was like, I just don't know who wrote Gone Girl. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I do now. It's uh, Flynn, is it? Gillian Flynn? Flynn. Yeah. Oh, but maybe that's your problem with reading. She could be awful for all I know. Because you always read so much into the book before you read it, you can't just let go and enjoy it. Whereas I quite like just picking a book up from a like a charity shop or a shelf and just going, okay, I'm going to just try this. Knowing nothing about the author. Yeah, I don't need to know about the author. And then if you found out later that the author was, you know, a mass murderer, is that going to change your opinion of the book? I'll probably reflect on the book differently because I'll be like, I want if for them to have the brain to commit mass murder. What were they thinking when they wrote the book? And but do I don't we think, think this Flynn woman committed mass murder? Is that what we're <laughs> saying here? I mean... It's getting pretty defamatory. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. But though, you must think that sometimes when you read thrillers or, you know, real crime novels, that they must know a bit about the crimes they're talking about. I also like how mm. immediately the concept of bad people, we assume they're murderers. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of like... But yeah. it's like, um, <laughs> or they've gone through a bad yeah. experience. Well, what yeah. about um, Hemingway or John Updike, who have been accused of being like misogynistic in the past? Yeah. I, I sort of wrote, I mean, it's not a long list, it's three authors um, but like I think there's a lot of those kind of big male literary figures who unequivocally have written great books so like Hemingway you know Updike potentially I'd even include like Woody Allen who you know wrote a lot of good short stories or Martin Amis but they always get kind of attacked as and rightly so in a lot of instances but kind of for whether it's misogyny or sort of weird things they get to up in, in their personal life but I still love their books I think yeah, I mean, this is going to get a bit deep into it in that it gets into, like, the definition of bad and all that kind of stuff. But do you not think that, you know, we have overhangs of misogyny and all that kind of stuff going on now, still, and that at some point in the future it might be like, actually, they were so unacceptable and their books are so, have so many overtones that we, we can't read anymore? Like, in some ways, the, yeah, maybe. that we do with racism. I think that will definitely kind of help. I hope it gets to a point where that happens. But I don't think, I don't think it would still have... They'd still be good books. So if you look back at things like from the 18th century, yeah, anti-Semitism is in almost all of the great works, not yeah. all of the great works of literature, but lots of great works of literature. So if you read like Walter Scott, like Ivanhoe, there's mm. weird depictions of Jewish people in those, in those books. It doesn't mean they're not still read now and have a lot of value from them, but we look back and be like, well, that's odd that they're, that's in there because we don't and you're, believe But you that are now, conscious but. of it and you take... It's not that you... But you when you're reading it, you know that that's wrong. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. sometimes with some of these, I know people might say like, oh, John Updike's, you know, he can be a bit of a misogynist in his books, but everyone, he still is lauded with prizes. Yeah. Or yeah, he's still celebrated and it's not, story, it? and it's yeah. not well, I wonder if... really spoken about completely that, I mean, I love John Updike, so I don't know why I'm using it as an example, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I like would... with Hemingway, it can be difficult for a woman probably to relate to everything, whereas like a... I don't know, mm. dare I say it, like an 18, 19-year-old English literature student male could be like, yes, this is so glamorous, I want to like smoke a cigar. Because Hemingway's for boys, yes. Well, I wonder if in the future, like, um, or it's not in the future, as time progresses, books like Hemingway's get treated more and more as like classics of a time and read as such as yeah. opposed to... Classics. Or I suppose a book that you would read right now and enjoy yeah. as a kind of book to read on the train. Yeah, I, th- I think Hemingway's probably drifting into that space like Bloody now. Hemingway. I interpreted the question quite differently about bad people write good books. Mm. I See, the first book I thought of when I was like, oh, I can think of a book, was I Am Zlatan by <laughs> Wow, <Zlatan. laughs> that's great. Like, more that he just shouldn't be writing a book. Do you know what I, mean? I see what you mean is in like is it even possible for them yeah like just like kind of just 
they're, they're, they're not an author. Is that what yeah. you're trying to say? Like, he's not I a writer. I don't know. In my mind, I was but like, Zlatan that's also. a good book, but it shouldn't be good because it's terrible. But it's also, Zlatan's also bad in the sense that he is probably quite a bad person. On the, Not bad, but like, his whole thing is he's extremely egotistical. He's controversial. So. Yeah, and controversial. Is, is Zlatan a footballer? Yeah, sorry. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, right. He now plays for Manchester United, but he is a Swedish footballer that gets loads of goals. Get loads. also loves Latan. Uh, because she loves goals. Okay, because right. I um, love goals. Yeah. yeah. There is a there's a weird thing about that book, which is a great. It actually won some like literary prizes. I'm Zlatan, yeah, because it is yeah, a really right. good read. Was it, was it in the on the Booker long list? I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you jesting with me? I've fallen for your jest. <laughs> um, the um, the that book was ghostwritten and like with by with like quite Zlatan. a renowned sports journalist. Yes, yeah. but I think it came out later that um, the ghostwriter kind of just made up lines you know like started like just exaggerating things ad-libbing and Zlatan was kind of like what are you doing and then he was like actually I love them and just was like I want these lines to be what I say now so he kind of like the book kind of informed who he then became so like bad people can write good books when they don't write the books yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> Why not? But you're. But I just kind of meant that when I was reading I Am Satan, I was really enjoying it. It's not. It's almost like a guilty pleasure book. I was like, this should not be yeah. good. I should not be taken in by this. I think when I get more into certain books, I really want to know a lot about their history. So yeah. like, you know, Hemingway is one where you know really want to learn about what he was like, and actually knowing some of the things about how bad he was, you know, especially with women, etc., does make you reread his books in a slightly different way. So, you know, it's, they're still great works of literature, but it is a bit kind of tainted in some way by, by what you know about him. The, the other one that I was going to mention was there's this really interesting bit from an ongoing argument when David Foster Wallace was alive with um, Brett and Ellis, who they sort of, I think, famously you know, feuded on the internet or something. Or <laughs> not on the internet. <laughs> they had a big feud. Yeah, they had some sort of. I, I don't think DFW was was around when Twitter was was here, was he? He was pre Twitter. Yeah, um, I think so. But anyway, they they internet feuded, um, and a lot of it was about what the role of a writer should be. You know, whether it would, should be to reflect the bad things in society, or whether it should be to kind of almost challenge them. And he so like he hated American Psycho because he was like it just reflects everything that's bad. It doesn't kind of challenge it. So I thought that's quite interesting. Is like, what's the, should the book actually be trying to do something good? I feel like if you're just reflecting it, all I'm thinking in my mind from the people who read it is that they are like appropriating that behaviour as well. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and I don't trust the people like the people reading it enough yeah. not to just be like, this is how I should behave next. But I feel like it needs to be more nuanced and more challenging than that. And sometimes <laughs> stuff is just enjoyable. Yeah, just, just forget who just cares. Just forget kind of about what, it. Like, yeah, and like, even worry, all yeah. this stuff I was talking about with John Updike, like when I first read John Updike, I didn't know he had any of this history behind him or like people had complained. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm well, and also with like someone like Updike and a lot of the authors we've, we've mentioned, you know, these are great authors. You know, we've, we've mentioned loads of kind of almost like genius level authors. Is there a bit where it's, they almost have to be a bit arsehole-ish. Can we have go authors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think in a bad way, because they bring, like, amazing things to the world. But they are they are quite often people who have, like, experienced something traumatic. Oh, yeah, and, you're right. Would you date an author? Ooh, good question. Uh, that that feels like a whole question. Around. That feels like a whole question in itself. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the assumption that you know you'd only date good. Actually, that's not true. You'd only date good people, would you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> would you date a person who liked bad books? Yeah. 
That's such Ooh, a... Oh, I like bad books. I like all books. Julia, I can see you hovering over a laptop and it looks like you've got something you want to go off. Right. Yes. I'll just give you an opening question for my bit. Okay. Topical question. How many books do you reckon Donald J. Trump has written? <laughs> How many books are he's attributed as the author to? Ten. Twelve. Well, yeah, I was going to say twelve, yeah. Sixteen. Wow. <laughs> are, they bo- are they books or are they like saved by They're all books. books. So you think of like... Barack Obama, The Audacity of Hope, mm. uh, Dreams of My Father. <laughs> are they good? I've not actually read them. Yeah, they are good. Oh, I do, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I read Dreams of My Father and that's really good. Actually. So those prize-winning books. Trump, we've got uh, Think Big and Kick Ass. Oh, lovely. Uh, Think Like a Billionaire, How to Get Rich, The Way to the Top. So that kind of stuff. But to be honest... Time that, to Get Tough. That The Way to the Top, I would now go and read that because the guy's got something to say. I mean, he's you become know. president don't, of the United don't, States. No, don't. Oh, well, hear about this, George. What about the best golf advice I ever received? Oh, he's a big golfer, isn't he? Which, Again, what, not good, though. Well, no, here, um, Playable Liars on Amazon's given it five stars. He says, great golf advice. Really? Yeah. Ooh, but then another couple I've quite enjoyed. There's, um, I think, like a champion or something. <laughs> Julian's not, even, he's not He's not like looking this up on his phone. He's got a laptop in front of him. Which has this is, what I, this is what I like. The review for this from Finton, he says, five stars again. I now think like a champion with the ability to spurt out suitable quotes in my morning meetings. Oh. So, because so, I'm answering the question, can bad people write good books? Five star reviews. This one here from Scally84. Yeah. Just the legend, it says. Shocked at how small the book was. <laughs> But my attention span is not the best, so it's ideal for me. <laughs> oh my god, that is perfect in every way. The book was obviously going to be short. It's great, isn't it? And the kind of person who buys it obviously can't. He's read. written sixteen yeah. books at least. So moving on, we're going to finish with a game that producer Fred's produced for us. Um, and today, I'm going to be the game master. Not because I'm an egotistical maniac, because Freddie has scripted me to say that. So <laughs> to make clear, sure. <laughs> Okay. No, no one else got notes. I think I don't think Freddie's even written those notes. <laughs> There's no producer, Freddie. <laughs> My God, it's so many notes to read out. Excellent. All right, I'm ready. Hit, hit me. Um, okay. Quiz. Right. It was a dark and stormy night. Now, colon. So that's what's happening right now. The, yeah. I think I'm learning this as we're going along. This very is quickly. This is you, painful, For someone who reads a lot of books, you're reading this badly. <laughs> now, from bad people who write well to good people who write badly. The annual Buller Lytton Fiction Contest challenges entrants to deliberately pen the world's most atrocious first line to a novel. You're going to hear an assortment of questionable opening sentences. Question is, can you work out which ones are deliberately bad entries in the contest and which ones are genuinely awful creations by authors who should know a lot better. Okay? You all okay with that? Is, that, mm-hmm. is this real? Like, there's a real producer friendly nod, shake your head. This, that's crazy. So there's a competition somewhere where you just have to write one really bad intro line to a novel. Mm. That sounds really fun. It does sound quite fun. I like I the idea. Like Come on, Maybe we should hit start us, Jordan. Um, okay, first one. When a day that you happen to know is Wednesday starts off by sounding like Sunday... There is something seriously wrong somewhere. Oh my god! Real? Uh, oh. Wait, are we, I'm saying real is that I think it was a real novel. Yes. Yeah, real. Okay, cool. Real. It is real. It's Ooh. from the day of the Triffids. 
What? See, I thought I'd read mind. it before. Say that I'm again. not joking. I genuinely oh, thought the, I'd read the, it before. The great bit is when a day that you happen to know is Wednesday, Wednesday starts off by sounding like Sunday. But actually, I quite like that phone line. It's weird, but it's... Yeah, but it's just, what could the sound of Sunday be? Because <laughs> in fact, you can't hear any cars on the road. Unless, unless this It's been... way cleverer than you think. Yeah. If this had been recommend, unless this had been recommended to me by someone I really liked, I would put this book down after the first sentence. Yeah, it's day of the trip because the we could have, we could have been double bluffed here, and now we just sound like fools. Okay, second one. Um, it was such a beautiful night. The bright moonlight illuminated the sky. The thick clouds floated leisurely by, just above the silhouette of tall, majestic trees. And I was viewing it all from the front row seat to the bullet hole in my car trunk. Oh, nice. Fake. I hate that. I hate everything about it. Fake or real, though? That's the question. Uh, I think it's real. Fake. And I like it. Okay, it is fake. Oh. Sorry, Jules. Um, and that's from Tonya Lavelle, who actually won the crime category in 2013. Oh, no wonder. Um, the cat sat in silence on the windowsill, doing cat-like things while watching his owner tend to the makings of supper. Real. Fake. Jules? I think it's real, isn't it? It's fake. Oh, God damn it. It's cat-like things. <laughs> cat, no, Linda Dow. No, an an honourable mention oh. in the 2012 contest. Um, that was bad, that one, That was it? really bad. Um, Although I kind of want to know what was happening with the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 what happens in that novel? I, um, I wonder if they write the rest of the novels ever using these. Yeah. That would be a Maybe bad that's what, what do you get? Is it a prize fund to write the rest? And no one would pay for the rest of that novel. That's Money? Um, um, $150, producer Freddie has written down. Ooh. That's quite a lot. I mean, it's such a nominal fee, though, isn't it? <laughs> I know. And, oh, pittance. Do you have to be an author already? Oh, my God, I'm going to enter. Oh, okay. Right. Let's, Let's do another Rob entry. Yeah, I think we should try and win this. Okay. That's obviously what we're doing next week, right? You can buy our microphones with it. Okay. Woof, if, woof. if we're good at anything, it's being really bad at things. So, Okay, this one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Uh, our panellist, Ted, is having a play with a toy. Yeah. Ted's one of the cats. <laughs> There you go, we've hit him with a scarf. It seems to have worked. Um, Don't call the RSPC. <laughs> <laughs> the cabin passenger wrote in his diary a parody of Descartes. I feel discomfort, therefore I am alive. Then sat pen in hand with no more to record. Real. It's got to be real, isn't it? Oh, you've all gone straight for real. It is, it's real. It's not only real, it's Graham Greene's a burnt out case. So, really? Is, that, is he one of the nice guys you're talking about? Yeah. He's one of my fave guys, yeah. Um, I haven't actually read that one, so I can't, <laughs> can't say a lot about it. Um, a destiny that leads the English to the Dutch is strange enough, but one that leads from Epsom into Pennsylvania and thence into hills that shut into Altamont over the proud coral cry of the cock and the soft stone smile of an angel is touched by that dark miracle of chance which makes new magic in a dusty world. Oh, it's real, isn't it? I've had two hours sleep. I watched the whole election. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't understand any of that. That's so. I just words. I had to say it. Yeah, that was literally just words over and over again. That was like watching Trump win North Carolina. That was awful. Um, the opening to middle March. How good would it be if you'd got that right? Um, no, it's, uh, it's Thomas Wolfe, though. It is real. So. Oh, what? Um, okay, double more. Like a mechanic who forgets to wipe his hands on a shop rag and then goes home, hugs his wife and gets a grease stain on her favourite sweater, love touches you and marks you forever. Fake. Fake. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Definitely fake. Incredibly <laughs> fake, That's isn't so it? Only, only got runner-up in the romance category, oh, so I'd love no. to know what won. Oh, who wrote uh, that? Beth van Incolingo. Oh. Fake, fake name as well, yeah. yeah. Um, they had the metal of men and yet they ate the biscuits of dogs <laughs> real oh please be real hang on the metal of men but they ate the biscuits of dogs 
Oh god, what do we think the book's about? <laughs> I really like what, it. What happens in this book? It's like a Vietnam War book. <laughs> yeah. So and it's it's like that what's what's the one the one with the horse which they did and the World War One horse one that was War Horse. Horse. War horse. Boy. I feel like it's like <laughs> What's the one in the like, war with the horse? With the war, war horse. There we go. Horse boy. Horse boy. I feel like this is a fan fiction version of War Horse. Um, so are we thinking Vietnam. metal? Are we thinking metal spelled M E T T L E or M E T A L? It's probably with a slash. They just did both. <laughs> just in case people. What did you hear? Uh, I genuinely didn't know that M E T T E L was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is M E T T L E. But how much better would it have been if it had been like metal? <laughs> <laughs> As in, not. they had the iron of men. <laughs> Um, so you're going fake or real? Real. Fake. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, what? It is fake. It's oh, Neil. Right. It's Neil Martin. Honourable mention. I think I said yeah, real first. Actually. Um, two more. All characters in this novel are purely fictitious, with the exception of Doctor Alpha Wiseman, whose blog posts are my own. Oh god! Awful! Awful! <laughs> awful! It's like that's like being stuck in a conversation with someone in a pub, and you just think, "Why am I talking to this person <laughs> about their, about about their, their blog?" blog. Post. I don't care. Fake. fake. It is fake. fake. It is fake. Another honourable mention. Uh, last one. If you're going to read this, don't bother. Fake. I think real. Real. It is real. It's uh, uh, Chuck Palunic. Um, Chuck. I've read that. Yeah. I've literally read that whole book. Imagine that. <laughs> and you certainly didn't take his advice either which was is it, don't read it was it less than 100 pages I read it when I was about 15 and I was uh, thought it would be cool to get into like postmodernist books so I bought that and the uh, fight club <laughs> what do we think cool. the opening line of Zayn Malik's book is that's all I'm thinking about now I yeah. think it's One Direction had the metal of men but had the biscuits <laughs> of dogs <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. um <sighs> Join us next episode when we'll have more of the same incredibly precise literary appreciation. Um, next episode, we'll be setting up a Goodreads account for Tom, so you can yes. follow him there. Excellent. Um, have we got anything else coming up for the next episode? Oh, I'm going to get Julian reading more. Mm. Da, 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 da. Read uh, some more of Gone Girl and see where she's gone. <laughs> yeah, find out where Gone Girl went. That's a good one. Okay, well done, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.